welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. This is the place where we take a no bullshit look at life's little lessons. Here, together, we find the spiritual glory in even the most wicked hard story. This is a journey from fear back to love and how we can find our greatest strength and happiness in some of the most unlikely places. I believe that if you're willing to change your mind, you can totally change your life. So are you ready to rewrite your story and choose to live free? Let's do this. Hey, you guys, welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. I'm wicked excited to be here today. And I'm going to keep this one wicked short. Um, you, I've told you in the past how I draw inspiration from all kinds of places and something I, I know, I know I have made wicked clear on this show before <laughs> my love and devotion to Mr. Rogers. <laughs> and I may or may not have mentioned how much I also love the painter, Bob Ross <laughs> and these two uh, remnants from, you know, my childhood. But did you know that there is a Bob Ross channel <laughs> on, on TV? Oh my God. So whenever I go out, like let's say my sweetie has a gig and I'm stepping out for a little bit, I always put on Bob Ross because it's like an endless loop of Bob Ross <laughs> painting videos. Ooh, but I always put them on for my furry kids so they have a little a nice gentle companion speaking to them as I'm gone, right? So the other day, um, Bob Ross pops on. So what happens is um, when I turn on the TV, um, that's the channel that I choose. On. <laughs> so the other day, uh, you know, I made some dinner, whatever. I was about to sit down, watch a show and I turn on the TV and there's Bob. There's Bob in all his glory with his calm voice and you know, all of his artist tools, his paint brushes, and he, he names all the colors that he's going to be using in the video. And he, man, just talk about a bomb, <laughs> a healing bomb for your nervous system. I highly recommend if you're ever having a tough day, just go listen to Bob talk for a few minutes. So I'm just giving you the setup to the story, right? So I turn on the TV, there's Bob, he's painting. He's got his awesome perm going. Uh, he's got a shirt unbuttoned, like, you know, a couple of buttons, all fantastically like 70s. And he's talking about the painting that he's doing. And the thing I love about Bob is as he's painting, I mean, the fact that he's able to keep track of all these things that he's doing while he's also telling stories and his hands are in motion and he's picking up paint colors and he knows. It. So he's basically teaching and talking and doing and creating and doing all these things at the same time. So he often tells stories about all kinds of things. And, and something that he said caught my ear. Um, and I ran, I ran and I grabbed a pen uh, so I could write down what he said. And, and I'll tell you what it did for me personally. And then I'll tell you why I'm sharing it with you. So let me give you the setup. So he's painting the scene. You know, if you know a Bob Ross painting, he usually does like outdoor scenes whether it's mountains or clouds or little lakes with cabins and all different stuff. And as he's painting, 
he's about to make some bushes, right? So he made some trees, he did some reflections in the water, whatever, and he's about to make this bush. And all of a sudden, Bob starts to tell me, you know, like he's talking just to me, he's telling the audience, the viewers, <clears throat> how he had done a painting that had a red bush in it little red bush and if you ever seen bob it's brilliantly like, i don't even know how i don't even know he just takes the brush and then he's like that 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 and he dabs it he dabs it on the canvas he makes these incredible things but this is what bob says he says he gets a letter he got a letter in the mail from one of the viewers that said this to him i didn't like i don't like that red bush that you did i don't like that red bush that you did and I'm at home, I'm having my own experience, which I'll get to in a moment. But he says this, this is what Bob says. I, you know, he says, and the viewer said to me, uh, you know, I don't like that red bush that you did. And he says this, and I love this so much. Now, cozy on up to your earbuds or whatever, however you're listening to this, because this is very wise. This is very wise and sage advice that he said next. And he was just making conversation, but I was like, Ooh, there is a, there is a big spiritual principle in this. And this is what he said. He said, just because I did one doesn't mean that you have to. <laughs> and I'm like, yes. Then he goes on to say, when you're painting, when you're in the act of creation, right? Like doing this, you get to create your own world. You get to create your own world. And then he says, I just want everyone to be happy. Oh my God. So now I had watched the documentary on his life. I cannot tell you how much that documentary both made me happy and wiki, wicked sad for about how manipulated he was and just like all the stuff that happened. Um, the people who kind of ran the Bob Ross empire, okay? And I remember at one point during the documentary, he basically, they're filming him painting. And if you watch very closely and listen very closely, not just to Bob Ross, but I'm talking to like everybody, people in your life, content you consume, videos you watch. If you pay attention, people will often say very revealing things. It's almost as if stream of consciousness or something comes up from the subconscious. And at one point in the documentary, he was painting something. And he says, you know, when I'm painting, I'm my happiness because this is when I get to control my world and I can create whatever I want to create. And I remember that because so much of the documentary, you could see how he felt like he didn't even have control over his own career and a lot of big decisions and a lot of shit that went down, right? In that company, in that business. And so when he said this, you know, oh yeah, people write to me. I'm like, okay, so this guy's on TV, usually whatever channel that was, PBS or whatever, doing like free shit for the world, like just showing people how to be creative, how to, <coughs> excuse me, paint in their own home. And some knucklehead, feels the need to like write a letter and write in to say to him, oh, that red bush, like, I didn't like that. Like, I didn't approve of it. And, you know, why, so per, I'm going to break this down into a couple of different things. So number one, when I, when I heard that, it made me think about myself and my own preferences. It's one thing for me to have my own preferences. It's another thing for me to try to inflict those things on other people. So if I, so for example, let's, let me, let me put it this way. 
So being vegan, right? I've been vegan for over 20 years. Uh, I, I'm often aware that um, people become nervous. They're like, I don't know how to cook for you. Like, it'll be re- like, what do I do? Like, if I know I'm going to visit somebody's house, 90% of the time, unless they know me, like, let's say they invited me for dinner or just to hang out, right? And I know I'm going to be there for a long period of time. Unless there's somebody who knows me, knows snacks I like, knows how to cook for me, whatever, I I bring my own food. It's like I travel with my own snacks because I have my own choices. I have my own preferences and I'm not going to inflict that on you. But when people say to me, oh, you know, I I get really anxious. I say, look, if you're having me for dinner, I'm wicked easy to feed. It's just like regular pasta, nothing fancy. I'm not gluten-free with regular pasta. Get some marinara sauce, like no dead animal, no meat, no cheese. And we're good to go, like make me a salad, give me a piece of bread. Like it's wicked easy. You know what I mean? So, but because I understand that those are my preferences, right? There are certain things that I just like the older that I get, you know, I've kind of stopped having, um, and look, work in progress. Let's uh, hashtag work in progress, right? Try to stop expecting the world to show up for me the way that I prefer or the way that I want things, right? It's like, <coughs> it's like when people watch my videos or if, when people in the past have said things about, oh, my potty mouth or I swear, I'm like, you know that you don't have to watch these, right? Like, you know, you don't have to listen to me, right? You know, you can, you know, and I always say to people, they're like, oh, this is off. I'm like, you know, you can change the channel on that thing, right? And it's so crazy how we feel the need to voice our objections, to voice, oh, I don't like that. It's just like when people go on to other people's, um, you know, Facebook pages. Now, I'm not talking about things where, like if somebody posted a video of like cruelty to a child or cruelty to animal or like doing something horrendous, of course, you know, I, I can understand why somebody might say, you know, that's not right, blah, 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 blah. But so often with just our opinions, our preferences and our opinions. And we feel the need to tell everybody everything that comes into my head. And the other day, and for the love of God, I cannot remember what it was that I was looking at, but I started to type something somewhere. I don't know if it was on social media. I don't know if it was a text message to somebody who had texted me. I think it was a text message. And I started to type something and halfway through I stopped and I thought to myself, I don't have to send this. I don't have to say this thing that my ego thinks that I need to say. And I decided not to send it. And I remember when I was, um, when I was assisting, um, so a lot of you may not know this, that I, for a wicked long time now, I have been a, I, a Thai yoga massage practitioner. I also spent several years teaching others how to learn how to give Thai massage, Thai Thai yoga massage. It's a form of healing body work and energy work. And um, I remember one time when I was assisting at the Omega Institute in New York, um, a training uh, of teaching a group of people of how to do this. And um, I was paired up with somebody, I was helping somebody who was trying to learn uh, table Thai massage. And one of the things I noticed about this gentleman is that he never stopped talking. 
Now, I I have the gift of the gab. So I know how to run a conversation. I know how to like, hello, I, I do these podcasts and I talk to myself alone up in my room. You know, I'm, I'm talking to all of you. I'm talking to you, but in the moment that I'm recording it, it's just me up here like a little weirdo, right? So I know I have the gift of gab. I get it. But it was literally like stream of consciousness, out loud thought all the time. And when I first got paired with him, I felt, I, I remember feeling my body contract because I was like, oh, this guy just never shuts up. He like never stops. And then I realized like, oh, well, I can create, I can, I can maybe be helpful here, you know? So we, we go to start to practice, right? So I always say to, uh, when we're doing this, right? It's like, why don't you receive first so you can hear what I'm doing? You won't be able to see what I'm doing because you're face down, but you'll be able to hear it and you'll be able to feel it. So you're going to give your body and your mind, right, a chance to kind of receive this and maybe feel it and embody it and kind of get that energetic imprint of the thing. And he's like, oh, yeah, cool, cool, cool. And like he lays down on the thing and you can tell like, you know, he's trying to get settled in and, and, and he keeps trying to like lift up his head to talk to me. And he's just every single thing that I did. Right. I would touch his, I would touch his back and I would, I would do this. And he'd be like, oh yeah, I like that. I like that. It, and finally I just put my hand on the center of his back. I would, but I call the back door of your hat. Right. I put it right between his angel wings, right between his shoulder blades. And I said, Hey, and he's like, yeah. And I said to him, like, I was not being a dick. I was not being mean. I just gave him permission. I said to him, because I don't, I mean, I didn't know him, right? You only meet people like in whether it's a three-day, four-day, five-day training, whatever it is. So I wasn't there to judge him, demean him, embarrass him, or make him feel ashamed in any way. I just wanted to say to him into his nervous system, I just put my hand on his back and I said, hey, you don't have to say every single thing that you think. You don't have to speak out loud every single thing that you think. And he just got like dead quiet. And all of a sudden he popped up, he popped up his head and he looked at me and he said, oh my God, that might be the best thing that I learned all weekend. <laughs> and I'm not saying this to pat myself on the back. It wasn't about that, but it was about how he didn't know that he, he didn't have to say out loud everything that came into his head and whether he does it because he's socially awkward or he's nervous or he, he just that, you know, he best how he burns off energy or he just has a lot to say. Like, I don't know, but it was amazing to just even feel and watch his whole energy in his body shift. And I kept thinking about this. I kept thinking about this story when, when Bob Ross said that. And I thought, yeah, apparently that, think about, think about all the energy in the steps. That person, first of all, had to watch the show, have an opinion about the show, write it down on a piece of paper, get the address, get a stamp, lick it, seal it, drop it off in the mailbox or the post office. I'm like, we think our opinions are so important. <laughs> I can tell you that most of the time they're not. Now I've done a podcast before about, um, 
you know, the three, the three questions you could ask yourself, right? The three things that you ask yourself about your words before they leave your mouth or you print them out or hit send or whatever. And it's this, right? It's like, is it true? Is it kind? Is it necessary? And so much of what we think is not necessary. So much of what people post and write and gossip about and all this bullshit, not necessary. But the ego tries to convince us that we're so important and that what we think matters. And when Bob said, just because I did one doesn't mean that you have to. I thought this was so incredible. And he was saying, you know, um, I remember like, so when I think about, and this, this could apply to all of you, right? Maybe your thing was you gave up sugar or you gave up chocolate or you stopped doing X, Y, and Z, some particular thing that you used to do with a group of friends or whatever. But I'll never forget, um, mostly like when I stopped smoking, that wasn't that big of a deal um, because, you know, for a lot of people, you know, there's, there's so much evidence around like smoking is not good for our health, lung cancer, et cetera, et cetera. So nobody really like said much to me about it other than, oh, good for you. Congratulations. And you're also going to save yourself a lot of money. <laughs> but man, when I stopped drinking and then when I became vegan, when I stopped eating animals and wearing animal skin, like leather and you know, I never wore, fur. well, there's only one time in my life I wore a fur coat. It was my mother's. I put it on. It's a whole story for another day. But uh, when I really chose to uh, try to make compassionate choices as possible towards all, all animals and creatures and beings, uh, how weird other fucking people got around me. So especially with the drinking. So one of the things I just want to say um, to somebody who's listening, who maybe is thinking about quitting something that no longer is in alignment for you or feels good for you or works for you or is right for you, um, I can pretty much guarantee, especially if you've been doing this thing with other people, when you choose for something for yourself, it can sometimes make other people uncomfy. And so... Um, you know, cause I had been a bartender, I had been in the food service industry for a really long time. And so I was still kind of around all those people, but now I wasn't drinking and it was a conscious choice that I made. I didn't have a quote unquote problem, you know, as they would say with alcohol, I didn't have an addiction to alcohol. Um, I just chose to not do it. It didn't feel for me. It just didn't feel right anymore. It didn't make sense. And I always said the thought that went through my head is I'm trying to wake up. Like I'm trying to awaken to my true nature and wake the fuck up. Why am I putting stuff in my body that puts me to sleep? For me, it just didn't make sense. That wasn't a judgment on anybody else. Everybody's adults. I'm not your mother. Do what you got to do. Follow your own, you know, follow your own inner, 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 inner guidance system. <coughs> Excuse me, inner teacher. Um, but people would come up to me though and they would see me and I'd just be sipping whatever I'd be sipping. I drank a lot of like cranberry juice, cranberry juice with a splash of OJ, right? Whatever, water, whatever I was drinking. And just inevitably people would come up to me and be like, totally unprompted. Yeah, I should probably quit drinking. You know, it's not good for me. Da, 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 da. And they would just say all this stuff. Yeah, you know, I know I should. And I'd be sitting there like, I never said anything. I have no judgment on you. I'm not telling you what you should or shouldn't do. But sometimes just you being you, you making choices for you, it allows 
and makes sometimes other people take a look at their choices, especially if they're, um, how do I say this? If they look up to you, if they respect you, if they think you're a pretty solid person, you make good choices, good decisions, you know, some part of their brain recognizes, well, if this person is stopping, maybe there's something to it. Maybe I, maybe I want to take a look at that. Like, and what's my relationship to this thing? Whatever goes on in the psyche of that individual person. But a lot of times they feel like the need that they have, there's this tension that gets created, right? There's a little discomfort that gets created. And it's the same thing like with Bob Ross, like that person was at home and Bob's just doing his thing. And that person feels the need to like mail a letter saying, I didn't like the red bush that you did. And Bob's like, hey, you don't have to make a red bush. Nobody's making you make a red bush. You know what I'm saying? And the same thing when I went vegan, I can't tell you how many people wanted to talk to me or have some comments or say something like, oh God, I know I'm an animal lover. Yeah, it is kind of hypocritical. I guess I should stop. I'm like, look, I'm not, I'm not the vegan police. I'm not here to make you do anything. You know, if, if you want, if, if you ever want to talk about it, I'm, I'm here to happy to be a resource, but not here to judge you. And so I just want you to be aware of that. Like sometimes we're going to be doing things in the world that other people aren't going to like for a thousand and one reasons, right? Whether they're, um, they're jealous of you, they're envious, they want to be like you, um, your bigness or your confidence makes them feel somehow they, I shouldn't say makes them feel, it doesn't make them feel anything that, that it, that however they process your success is somehow them lacking right? It's like, no, it doesn't work that way. But sometimes by just you being you, you being your creative self, you living in the world as you are, as you feel called to do, other people are going to feel the need to say something about it. And the last thing I want to say is when, when Bob said this, right? We're just breaking down the genius of Bob Ross. And he said this very quickly, just in conversation as he's painting some bushes on the canvas, right? And then he says, you create your own world. What he was saying to people was a very um, sweet and kind of like permission giving thing. Like you have this blank canvas. I'm just showing you what's possible. I'm showing you what I'm painting, but this is your world. You can create whatever you want. It was such a lovely and sweet thing to say. And he says it quite often on his show if you watch more than one episode. But it made me think of something that A Course in Miracles always talks about, which is basically cause and effect. Our thoughts, our minds being cause and the world being the effect of our thoughts, our mind, our own creativity, how our own perceptions, our own beliefs, our own identities, right? So there's a lesson in A Course in Miracles and it's lesson 32 and it says, I have invented the world I see. I have invented the world that I see. And as I'm watching Bob paint and I hear him say this, it's like the little, the little people in my, the little guys, as I say, in like my Philofax in my brain, they're like, you know, like they're, they're doing the Dewey Decimal System in the library of shit that's in my head, right? And it's like, oh my God, that's a very Course in Miracles-y thing to say. Now, Bob, is, as far as I know, is not a Course in Miracles student, but when he said it, it just kind of triggered like this ding, 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 like this connection in my head. And so I've invented the world that I see. 
And as he's painting and as he's creating, this is what we do as writers all the time. This is what we do as, as painters and creatives and dancers and musicians and artists and you know poets and, and, and speakers and storytellers. And this is the thing, I'm gonna do a whole episode on this. Oh my God. But this is what we don't realize sometimes is that you know we think that the world happens to us and then we, we tell all these stories about what happened to us. And I always say to people, you are the tellers of your story. You are the storytellers. You are the one that has the experiences and then you make meaning. You make meaning from what's happened. And then you go out and you tell these stories. And so often we're not telling stories that are in our favor, but we can change that. So if we believe ourselves to be a particular thing, like for, let's go for example, not good enough. If we're walking around with this belief with this identity, with these stories, right? A belief system that says, you know, is very ego driven, very fear based. I'm going to be rejected. I'm not going to be loved. I'm not good enough. I'm not whatever, fill in the blank, the thousands of ways we can be not enough. If we walk around with that, like, what do we think that we're going to experience out in the world? So in A Course in Miracles, there's another line in Lesson 32 that, that, that I love that it says, you can give it up as easily as you have made it up. You can give it up as easily as you have made it up, right? I have invented the world that I see. And what this, again, what this thing is all about is cause and effect. And I love this line. It says, you will see it or not see it, meaning the world, the experiences, right? The big old illusion, the dream, the classroom. You will see it or not see it as you wish. And this applies to your inner world and your outer world. And this is the power of doing daily spiritual um, practices, DSP as I call it. This is the power of meditation, prayer, contemplation, getting out in nature, moving your body, breath work, using a mantra. These things that put us in touch with our truest self, our highest self, our most loving and divinely intelligent self. Because what we, like when the Course says, the world is an outward picture of an inward condition. We're seeing out there the reflection of what we believe about ourselves. If we don't think that we're lovable enough or good enough or whatever enough, right? Think about it. I used to say all the time, I pretty much dated the same guy. I'm like, you could have just like took off his head, put a new head on it, like one of those Mr. Potato Head things, right? And it's like, yeah, just put it on the next guy. Because I was the common denominator, me. And when we have a certain set of beliefs about ourselves and sometimes deeply unconscious, deeply subconscious, right? Programmed into us when we were little kids, programmed into us and in those very early um, suggestible years by our earliest caretakers, our environment, our siblings, where we spent time with, who we, who we had around us, the things that happened to us, right? Those beliefs, if we don't question them, right? There's also that awesome saying, I always say to people, don't believe everything you think. Don't believe everything you think. And then don't feel like you have to share all the beliefs that you have and everything that you think. Like you don't have to like write to Bob Ross and tell him you don't like his ring pushes. <laughs> We're so insane. Humans are so insane. Oh my God. So here's the thing. Just play with the idea that I'm inventing the world that I see. 
And I can only speak for myself when I say there have been times when I have perceived a person, a place, or a thing in a very particular way. I concrete, had my opinion, had my preferences, had my thoughts, believed a thing, and that's what I saw. And then I find out a tiny bit of new information that just just shifted my mind a tiny bit. And then I saw something totally different. I saw anew because I'm always creating and inventing the world that I see. And there's this wicked funny, um, this wicked funny cartoon. I'm not sure where it was, but it has like the artist initials down in the corner. B E. I think it's B E K or B E I C. I'm not sure. But I love this and I'm going to describe it for those of you who are listening and not watching. It's a very simple black and white drawing. And there's like two women walking and they don't have a lot of detail to them. It's kind of a, it's kind of a really interesting way of drawing. So there's two women walking together. One has like a, a, a purse like slung across her chest. The other one's holding her purse in front of her. Um, looks like they have on dresses and high heel shoes and they're cranking down the street. And um, I'll, I'll show those of you who are watching what it looks like right now, right? Very simple drawing. And this is what it says at the bottom. So they're walking down the street and one woman says to the other, I've never forgiven him for that thing I made up in my head. <laughs> I've never forgiven him for that thing I made up in my head. I was like, holy Jesus, that is the funniest stuff ever. Double amen hands to that artist, that cartoonist, because it's on point. Because we do, we make up shit in our head and then we think we're seeing it out there and we project it out into the world and our projections become our perceptions. We see it reflected back to us and then we think, oh, the world is victimizing me. The world is doing this. The world is doing that. You know, and I said in my newsletter this past week, we can't change what the world is doing, but we can change our mind about the world. And I'm trying to bring this all back together, back to the beautiful Bob Ross, because I'm telling you, that guy is a wise, wise sage. He is a wise sage. And, um, you know, at the, at the bottom of Lesson 32 in A Course in Miracles, it says, um, the idea for today, which is the idea is I've invented the world I see. It says, the idea for today should also be applied immediately to any situation that may distress you. And the way that you apply, apply the idea, so you find yourself distressed, you find yourself upset, you find that your peace is gone for whatever reason, your peace has been disturbed, your peace has left the building, okay? You find yourself distressed for any reason. This is how you apply the idea. You tell yourself this, I have invented the situation as I see it. I have invented the situation as I see it, which goes right back to these, these funny ladies walking down the street. I haven't forgiven him for that thing that I made up in my head, right? So like that, like again, let's go back to the very beginning. That viewer made up in their head that their opinion was important enough that they had to send a Bob a letter to say, I don't approve of that red bush that you were doing. And it never occurs to them once that, hey, nobody fucking asked you. Nobody asked you. Nobody needed that. How did that make the world better? Was it true? No, it was just your opinion, right? Was it kind? No. Was it necessary? Absolutely not. And when we think about how much energy we waste pouring into things that we don't like, 
pouring into things. Now, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that we don't, um, how do I say this? Use our voice for things that, that we don't like that matter, right? Like social justice causes, right? Poverty, uh, animal cruelty, domestic violence, uh, racism, sexism, uh, unfair wages. Like I, I, I'm not saying we don't we don't put up a fuss and raise a stink and do do what we need to do. But really, think about how often we open up our big mouths or feel that what we think mean mean you know matters so much when it really 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 doesn't. We're creating the world that we see. And that person could have just sat back. If that person wasn't so self-obsessed with their own opinion, they could have just sat back and said, oh, I may not have done red bushes, but Bob is, this is his painting. I'm happy for him, like whatever. So I'm going to tell you one more time. Here's some wisdom, right? Just because I did one doesn't mean that you have to. <laughs> you create your own world. You create your own world. And I just want everyone to be happy. And I do too. That's one of the things I said. My uncle visited me yesterday. It was a little surprise visit. My uncle who, you know, my auntie that just passed away uh, last week or so. Um, he surprised me. He came up. We hung out all day and it was fantastic. And at one point we just looked across the table at each other and I just said to him, you know, I just want everybody to be happy. And it was one of those moments where he, you know, he acknowledged it. You know, we, we, we had this moment. It's like, yeah, that's what we want. Just want, I just want everybody that I know and I love and everybody in the world and all the animals in the world, may we be happy, may we be free from suffering, right? May we be happy, may we be peaceful, may we know love, may we be free from suffering. So uh, I hope I tied this together, you know, uh, in some way that you found helpful. Maybe there's just one golden nugget that you picked up from this. Uh, but, you know, I think it's important that we take responsibility for our thoughts, we take responsibility for our words, we take responsibility for our beliefs and our choices and our behaviors and our actions. Those things become our character, those things become our identity. And as I always say, you can't outperform your identity. So it's important to also recognize the things that you're saying, not just to other people, to the world, about the world, but to yourself. To yourself, ask yourself that. Is it true, is it kind, is it necessary? All right, you guys, as you move about the world, um, I hope that you are uh, spreading some love, spreading some, some good energy, being kind, being compassionate and patient. And uh, just wherever you go, as you know, I always say, I always end it this way. Um, oh, and wait, before I say that, let me also say this. Um, you know, these are the kinds of things that I know I've said this before, but, and I would say it would just be stupid for me to not invite you on these shows because there might be a new listener. There might be somebody, in fact, I, I, I just uh, bumped into somebody last week who said to me, you know, I just shared your podcast with three of my friends. And, you know, she just said so many kind and lovely things. And I just thought like, yeah, I have no idea who's listening, okay? Like I create these things, I put them out into the world, but you just never know who's listening. So if you're somebody who's listening, who does not know that I have a spiritual men membership and mentorship, it's a lovely, it's a fantastic, we have a lot of fun. We do hard work. We do big personal growth work, transformational spiritual work, but we have a lot of fun while we do it. Uh, and it's called The Nest. 
and the doors are open to the nest. We're open to invite in new members. So if this speaks to you, just go to my website, Karen Kenny, it's K-E-N-N-E-Y.com slash nest. And you'll find out all about it. Just go to my website. You'll see it right there on the homepage. It's wicked easy. All right. Now, as I end here today, okay, wherever you go, wherever you go, may you leave yourself, the people, the animals, the environment, the place better than how you first found it. Wherever you go, may you be a blessing. Bye. Hey, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Karen Kenny Show. <laughs> I super duper appreciate your time, friendship, and support. And look, if something that I shared from my heart today somehow landed in yours, I'd love to hear about it. So please tag me on Facebook or Instagram or IG stories or wherever the cool kids are hanging out these days and let me know what your favorite pot was or what you found most helpful. You can find me over at Karen Kenny Live. That's Karen, K-E-N-N-E-Y-L-I-V-E. And if you're digging what I'm saying and you want to hear more, I'd be wicked grateful if you could go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review because you guys, that's how you'll help me to keep spreading the love. And if you can think of someone that could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. I'd also love to stay connected with you. So if the feeling is mutual, please go to karenkenny.com backslash freebie and download my free guide to building your spiritual team. Until next time, my brothers and sisters, keep living in the fearless flow. Know that I see you, I appreciate you, and I love you. And wherever you go, may you be a blessing. <laughs>